Patriot power. You're in the dog zone for an hour. Come on. You know the number. To the Dog Zone 9000, the official zone of 1900hotdog.com. We are supported by listeners like you on our Patreon, so go there and do it. It's patreon.com slash 1900hotdog. I'm Sean Baby from the internet, very beloved, and I'm joined by number 13 of Topless Magazine's Hot Bottomless Bobbies, Robert Brockway. Here's a Brockway fact. I once corrupted an at-risk youth with my sweet guitar solo. No follow-up <sighs> questions. Okay, I guess I didn't have any. Uh, today we're joined by longtime web tubist, creator of the YouTube series Train Records and One Hit Wonderland, both of which are great. He's the mysterious figure known only as Todd in the Shadows. Hi. Hi. I'm so glad to be here. I'm a longtime fan. Thank what you. am I doing here, though? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> good fucking question. That is a very good Start, question. Starting off with the powerful uh, questions. <laughs> I, um, I do. I, I like your videos. I've been listening, uh, watching them for a while. For listeners who don't know, One Hit Wonderland is uh, really well-produced looks at One Hit Wonders with uh, like smart analysis of what went wrong, or I guess very specific kind of right. Uh, I also like Train Records, which is like uh, sophisticated roasts of high-profile failures. And um, but here, here's where you're here. You did a v- video recently, uh, which I really loved because you usually focus on the music, but then you did one where you're like, "Fuck it, we are counting down the best '90s buses." Fuck you. And uh, I feel I felt like this is a man who really appreciates uh, the joy we feel every day at our website, where our whole editorial process is "fuck it, hell yeah, suck my whole fucking dick." <laughs> and so uh, I guess that's specifically why you're here. But yeah, I'm a fan of your work, and uh, we are also talking about music today, which is an area of expertise. And of course, Brockway lifts seven thousand pounds. We're talking about the Power Team again. Hard quotes music. Hard quotes. (laughs) The Power Team soundtrack. This is the Power Team, the soundtrack, the podcast. Yeah, you didn't give me you didn't give me a whole lot of prep for this, so (laughs) I was kind of on my own. Yeah, no, I just gave you the album, and uh, I figured you'd uh, you'd be fine. Did you do a lot of research, or did you just listen to the album? I I did a bit of research. Oh. Um. The the second I saw this, it looked vaguely familiar but i can't tell if that's because i'm familiar with this at all or if it's just because many things in 1990 marketed to little boys looked like this yeah it it just sort of looks like it should have been whether or not it actually was like if someone made it yesterday and handed it to me i'd be like yeah i absolutely remember this (laughs) yeah the cover looks like just a nintendo advertisement for like a really bad nintendo game that you're that you are going to buy anyway and be deeply disappointed by. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't know. Like, there's a. They look like American gladiators, but they're all holding swords. But uh, like one d eight long swords. Like like these aren't like god <laughs> swords or something. It's just like they went to some Dungeons and Dragons nerd's house and <laughs> and they're like, fucking, let's pick up these swords the, and pose. The humble I mean, long the... swords of Christ, of course. <laughs> I mean, that was kind of a shock when I. I mean, I have this like. A little icon on Spotify that I was looking at, and I was like, "Let's see what we can find." And then once I saw the actual blown up photo, I was like, "Wait a minute, those are swords. Those American <laughs> gladiators are holding swords. <laughs> We're all doomed." Uh, there's a very specific kind of buffness they have that is like specifically of 1990. I don't know what it is, but like buff dudes don't look like this anymore. Yeah, I don't know if it's because they're not on steroids or their nutritionists weren't as good. But uh, I think maybe guys... they just had different steroids. <laughs> yeah, yeah I it's think those ninety steroids. <laughs> but theoretically, like they should look different because they're um, they're going for like power and bulk, not definition. Like they have no need to look hot because they do not fuck. But they do need to, <laughs> do need to tear phone books in half. <laughs> they aggressively don't fuck. They demand, demand you do not fuck. <laughs> they're uh, but... and if if you do. I mean, they have those swords for a reason. <laughs> to fight off the women. I'm not, I'm not sure what you mean. Oh, of course. Never mind. <laughs> no, that was it. That was it. <laughs> okay. okay. Or is that like how they court each other? Like, sir, 
We are about I've, to fuck. Very well. I'll get my fucking sword. I, I I just imagine that they that's how they keep you you know uh, you know five feet apart from your uh, intended target. Like you see a lady and it's like no sword in your way. <laughs> that does make sense because the ladies have instead of leave room themselves. for Jesus, it's leave room yes. for my broadsword. <laughs> yes, I um, love finding new details about things. Uh, it sucks sometimes. For example, uh, once I was making fun of a juggling video and never thought to Google the star of it. And it turns out he was an international sex criminal. We talked about him on the show before. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but this episode is one of the good ones because while we are researching the power team, uh, these Christian strongmen we're talking about, not the knockoff video game crime fighters, Rockway found their, their soundtrack album. And uh, you know what? I forgot to check if any of the power team did sex crimes. Uh, please, let's not <laughs> Google them because I just now remembered the time they came to my middle school and disagreed about how hot some of the 12 year old classmates were. So um, <laughs> I talked about that on the show too. So th they probably have some sex crimes in their past. Let's not Google that, but we'll talk about their rock and roll. Um, this was John Jacobs and the Power Team soundtrack, um, the ultimate music from the ultimate demonstration. And we're coming in hot with track number one. Okay, that's the perfect song to tear a phone book in half to. This <laughs> is the perfect song for a fucking N64 third-party racing game. <laughs> it's the Baywatch theme, right? Like, that's the Baywatch theme. Absolutely. Yeah, kind of. Like, a little tougher. If this came on during yeah. the credits of an above-average 80s action movie, I would say everything here is perfectly normal. I have no notes. Great job. I, I loved it. It was great. This is like, this introduces the theme that I love about this album, which is that it's not about, it's not necessarily about Christ. It's about the power Christ gives you to beat the devil's fucking ass. <laughs> yeah. That's a really good way to describe this whole album. Uh, there's also I mean, like, like, what if I'm ahead. not a power team? Like, what if I'm a scrawny 90 pound weakling like I am? Oh, like, brother. Did, Thank, thank God you asked. Let me tell you a little something about Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. <laughs> you inject him in your butt, and then you pound the weights. 45 minutes, take one hour break. Uh, I do like how it's sort of subservient to God in a way. Like It's about like the power of him, but it's also like, he's my master. I feel the touch of my master's hand. He, he, I think his... he says, I tremble at the touch of my master. But then yeah. like immediately after... He's like, we're going to go to hell and kick these demons' ass. Like, fucking, does this kick ass or not? I can't, <laughs> I can't tell. It's got, a, it's got, like, a real yearning. I don't think you can fake this. Like, this is a song you can't perform if you fuck. And so, uh, that's another thing I like about it is that, like, it's so unique to this uh, person and, and, and this genre. Uh, the song is called Power. It's by a guy named Tim Miner, who is a Christian musician who seems uh, like he's confident enough that he got some secular work. He did uh, songs with Paula Abdul and Justin Bieber and Al Green. So very eclectic uh, people he's worked with. Uh, unfortunately, he also put out an album called Not White Enough. And it has a song what? about exactly that. <laughs> the chorus is people telling him he's not black enough, hard enough, white enough, or good enough. And it seems like I, a weird, I, it seems like Mr. A weird Minor. thing for a Christian mixed race person to sing. And just an unspeakable thing for any other person alive to sing. So I, oh, I don't I didn't know who Who was telling you you weren't white enough, sir? <laughs> yeah, what What <laughs> person said those words? <laughs> That's probably something he heard with the power team. That's probably... Uh, ah, yeah. yeah, that is true. That's true. Here's We got some notes back from the kids <laughs> at school. <laughs> no, I mean, said, no offense when I say this, listening. but your, your performance, uh, we're going to need it 40% wider just to, <laughs> just to match the rest of the performances on this album. It sounds like someone's typing. Are you looking up uh, Not White Enough? 
I was. I'm I'm looking at it, and I, I would not. This this man passes. Let's say. Yeah, like I you wouldn't. I, I googled around to see it, like I, this is crazy. I was googling around to see like what race he was. I was like, is he mixed race? Is he black enough to even sing this? And I think he might be because he did some. I don't know. He has some credits that imply he's a part of a black community. Um, so I oh, guess I he has you. some rhetorical authority to to sing about race, but it it still it was very uncomfortable. Man. This guy had a truly unfortunate look in the 80s. Yeah. That is what Google is telling me. Yeah. Uh, if, if I remember, he had like a real, like a stringy Brett Michaels mullet at one time. It's, uh, I can't, I can't tell what kind of mullet this is. It looks more like something you see on like Lisa Lisa or Paula Abdul. Like it's really, really heavily permed. Yeah. But um, not white. And there he is. With, is the, note, the note you have is not white enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and there he is with Steve Perry. That's what Google yeah. is telling me. Yeah, I think he did, did some, some work Steve with Perry Steve song. Perry in the '90s, which is not the best time to be working with Steve Perry. Uh, yeah, uh, not the Steve Perry Steve quote. Perry. Not white enough. <laughs> <laughs> All makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, tough song. I, uh, th that's one where I, uh, part of the thing about Christian music is it's like hard to imagine singing along with someone to it and like singing not white enough with like more than four people is like a full on hate crime. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's something only a very, very specific demographic can relate to. Yeah. So I'm not sure who uh, who's going to jam to that. <laughs> Just like I said, Christian like, mixed race people and... Please, God, no one else. Yes. There's, there are dozens of us. <laughs> there are dozens of us. Uh, track two is uh, by a band called Liaison, and it's called My God is a Rock. fucking rock so hard. Imagine blowing up a hot water bottle with this. I'd be so pumped. Now it's a queen song. We lost the rhythm, sorry about that. <laughs> that uh, happens in every song. <laughs> they, get, they get almost to the end of a chorus and then we're like, ah, we need more room for Jesus. <laughs> uh, so this is and, a this is a Christian band liaison. Great name, no. by the way. Uh, formed by North Dakotans Larry and Timmy Melby, and you know if your name is Larry Melby, your only chance at cool is Christian cool. So um, <laughs> poor poor Larry Melby. Uh, I don't think this was written for the Power Team. I think this is just a song they liked to snap baseball bats to, and they put it on their album. Uh, or as I think the last one, the the Power song was just for the power team i think they either commissioned it or i couldn't find it on another album anyway one of i want to say six things about power six songs about power on this yes. album like and you can tell they commissioned it because it has the word power in it oh <laughs> uh, maybe uh, something about power guys uh as yeah, long maybe. as we're talking do you have any songs about blowing up hot water bottles not specifically okay okay uh how about my, breaking my down one... the walls of sin We'll take it. My one note for My God is a Rock is that they really need to shout rock every time they say rock. Like right yeah. afterwards. Def Leppard style. Yeah. Like or, or Twisted Sister. B. Snyder. Yeah, that'd be... I'd love that. My one song, note uh, is that it sounds this... like, a, uh, like you're running along a beach in a training yeah. montage, but kind of sarcastic. <laughs> right. <laughs> it has... Like a Team America kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah. It's or a, like little, some it's band... a little too much. Like you're the band uh, recording a montage song, and then this is the band behind you making fun of you. Yeah, <laughs> I think it. I was trying to make this point earlier. It's it really demonstrates the problem I think most people have with Christian music is that even when it's rad, it's still very lame. Like the song is kind of sweet, but when I try to picture the moment that I'd have to share with literally anyone else rocking out to it, it just all falls apart. Which is um, like if there's two cool Christians, like imagine a cool Christian. And they enjoyed this song, and then they got together and sang it with each other. They're not cool anymore, and they would both instantly understand it. It's like Star Wars kid. You feel fucking awesome when you're by yourself, but the second someone sees you doing what you're doing, the illusion shattered. 
completely invalid. Well, yeah, liaison is an, uh, another uh, artist you don't want to look up on Google. Uh oh, what'd you find? My, just the most glorious horsehair mullets you will ever see. Yeah, oh, I do want to look them up then. Okay. <laughs> I thought we were in like international sex pest juggler ter- territory. Oh no, yeah. no, no! They're they're fine with that. They're that's my it, just, it it just reinforces your point that this will instantly be less cool the second you have some visuals for it. Yeah, like you clock him as a Christian band instantly. He has a mullet, but it's like just like five years after his hairline started going back, so it's hanging in there. But like the best kind. A, just a real a real poor choice uh, for hair. Well, yeah, it's like. Legacy mullet. It's <laughs> yeah. it almost looks yeah, like a mohawk, hair. except it's not a mohawk. It's just that's just the way his hairline is receding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, There's I, a lyric in this song <laughs> that I just I've been puzzling over above any a lot of lyrics in this album, but more than anything, it's is there anyone to confide in? Is there anyone to believe in? Even if there isn't, there's one thing I know. My God, is a rock. He's where I go. Why do we introduce even if there isn't? Yeah, why drop the doubt in the middle of the song? But the and song then, has yeah, a like, quickly to fix faith. it. Look, look, look. Yeah, no, I, maybe there's no God, but you know, even if there isn't, I trust in God. <gasps> Saved it. Was he was he t- talking about not God? Was he talking about just people there? So if, if, is this just like a yes, random no. tangent he's on? <laughs> Like whatever it is, he loses trust in it <laughs> yeah. at the start of a uh, the start of a line and gets it back by the end of it. It's an insane lyric that really threw me. Even I feel if like there that's is... got to happen a lot. Like if you genuinely believed that there's like magic angels floating around, enslaved to some evil god to watch you while you poop, like eventually <laughs> stuff like that would occur to you, and you'd be like, "Oh, this is obviously bullshit." No, no, no. Like I feel like that's the thought process of every Christian every day. Maybe, maybe even if I'm there insane. is, if, even if he isn't watching me poop, I still know he's up there. <laughs> this one's for you, buddy. I love you. Fucking love you. God, this phone book's for you. Uh, this third track is called tear down the walls by Stephen Chromebacker yeah. with an umlaut. That's bad. Love it. Oh, we cut out before the guitar solo that seems like a little embarrassed. <laughs> It's like a really shy guitar solo kind of creeping yeah. in there. Yeah, a lot of the uh, production on this is uh, they really, you can easily clock it as Christian from the production because the guitar solo sounds sheepish. The drums aren't quite right. Uh, I mean, you can clock got, it as Christian in three seconds because it sounds like a hard rock riff in a promotional video for like, Duluth, it's cool now. <laughs> well, on Spotify, the credits are wrong. So the number three is credited to Bernard Wright, who was a, a session musician and I think maybe produced some of the songs. Mm-hmm. And it turns out he was like a real guy. He was like an R&B kind of bubbling under guy through the 80s. He okay. has a wonderful album cover for his debut album, Nard. His name is Bernard. <laughs> no, just call me wow. Nard. He said, knowing his career was over instantly. <laughs> just call me Nard. Fuck, fuck. Wait, back Wait. up. Oh. Ladies love Nard. LL Cool but, Nard. <laughs> no, but like apparently he was like a legit guy in the 80s. And a lot of his stuff has been sampled by like a lot of 90s hip hop. I Wish by Skilo is like based off a sample from one of his songs. Okay. And then something really wrong happened in 1990. I don't know what. Tell me it's just wound... a mullet again. Is it just a mullet? No, he just wound up doing stuff like this. Okay. <laughs> okay. God happened. Yes, yeah. God happened. <laughs> great, great work I, again, Jesus Christ. I mean, uh, he was like having hits up through 1985, and then looks like his final single, Yo Nard, didn't take off. 
and then five years. <laughs> that you definitely find God after you see what the world thinks of Yonard. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the one that turned him. Like I'm, I've done it. I finally got enough cred. I'm gonna make Nard happen. <laughs> And it didn't, and he lost faith in the world. Uh, his band was called Chromebacker. He lost the Steven, kept the umlaut, which I thought made him seem like a one-name artist, like Bono or Grimace, but no, that was just his band name. Uh, they'd already Van disbanded. Halen. Yeah, like Van Halen. Uh, same, same, Exactly like Van Halen, really. Uh, <laughs> the they'd already disbanded by the time he made this song for the power team. And, you know, you heard it's about breaking... Uh, out of the walls of sin with the power of Jesus. Uh, I thought this song was kind of nerdy, even for this album. And That's I think it's nerdy. about, <laughs> like, from the words, uh, their their imagery is all over the place. But I think this is about not doing sex stuff. Like, they're really, really leaned into avoiding sin. And it's so nonspecific. I don't think they were talking about drugs or bearing false witness or whatever other sin. Like, I really felt this is an anti-sex song. And uh, looking at Krumbacher... Uh, he doesn't have like the rock star Halloween costume of the other artists on this album. Uh, he looks like someone who like checks in with his pastor about his porn addiction. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to explain, but it's it seems like God has pranked him with a face too small for his head, so he'd always look silly. <laughs> and he it's, knows it's that's we, really we just a test this. of his faith. <laughs> I guess I'm just kind of mad at him for sucking, uh, for sucking this hard on a thing that was otherwise pretty rad. I guess so. That's why I'm mad at Steven and his tiny little face. And his shy guitar solo. His guitar solo, too shy to ask a girl to dance. I mean, the, I'm I'm looking at, the, at these pictures, and they're just, like, rough, because, like, first off, like, I think these pictures were taken, like, 1986 or something, so it's going to look lame and dated anyway. Sure. And these are Christian artists who were, like, the lame parody of what is now lame to look right. at today. So it's, like, there are mullets, and then there are mullets, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, We're inceptioning, it's inceptioning mullets <laughs> down, just dropping through the mullet levels. It's a yeah, it's like a mullet on a mullet. Yeah, one more mullet, you'll it's, see us talking about the mullets. <laughs> uh, although the name of this album is "Escape from the Fallen Planet," that was Crumbacher's big, uh, big record, I guess, which is a pretty awesome name. Yeah, it's a like rock, rock album. Yeah, but it's not. What? It's like. It's a concept album. It's about God, but it's based off a science fiction novel from 1936. You're like, okay, and get okay, this, I'm listening. Not fucking. It's about not <laughs> yeah. fucking. Taking the power of Christ and channeling it into your balls. Okay. I, I was not a fan of this one. I'm going to move on to track number four. Now here's it's, where it gets fun. Yeah. This is Authority by P.I.D. <laughs> They're like us, they get uh, phone numbers wrong. Does anyone catch fish? Amazing. Oh, I love so that fisherman. Fisherman's shade thrown in there. <laughs> you fucking think you're special, fisherman. Jesus Christ is the real yeah. fisherman. He makes that shit out of rocks. Uh, I believe the term for this in 1990 was whack. Following full wickedness. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, it, seems, it seems like a rap song from about like three or four years earlier, right? A little like, bit, yeah. A, it's, it's like a tiny bit out of date. Although like 1990 is not like a good year to be up to date anyway because that was like one of the lamest years in history yeah Yeah. but like Uh, i know i guess they couldn't afford like the catchy samples that any other uh rapper would have been using (laughs) at the time so they didn't mix up like the their cadence at all so the song is fucking five minutes long and it's just that non-stop (laughs) that exact same cadence it takes so long the samples in the track, uh, they kind of sound like a racist Jap- Japanese arcade game. You know what I mean? Yes. What was that, that, that Rap Boys game that you brought to the beat em up episode? It sounds like that. It, um, but they, they're called PID, and when you Google them, you mainly get, <laughs> you mainly get pelvic inflammatory disease, which is <laughs> not great for your brand. Uh, it's supposed to stand for Preachers in Disguise, 
because they're like the Transformers, you have to push your thumb on them to reveal their secret preacher rub signs. <laughs> can, can I say, despite the fact that they rapped, I was not very fooled by their yeah, disguise. Didn't fool anybody. <laughs> was it because also, they're, they're noticeably they're less rhymes? good than secular hip hop? Oh, they're sick rhymes. Mm. You couldn't like possibly a, be a preacher with these sick rhymes. There was, there was one. Uh, yo, you need to repent like a camper needs a tent. And God ain't no sucker, so don't you ever get it bent. God, Just kidding, like, this was like the era when every like comedy movie would have like their own rap at the end, uh -huh. and we hadn't quite figured out that rapping you do actually need skills to do. Like every like people would just assume like oh you don't have to sing or do anything why that's easy I can get on a mic and do it myself it's just reading a bunch of rhymes in a vague rhythm anyone can do it <laughs> and I I think that was like a thing that persisted through like 1993 I think and eventually some we and eventually and eventually we shamed those people into stopping doing that but that's well along the line so. I Pastor feel like Lynch. this is a community, though, that they do not have shame. Like, doing performing this rap for a Christian audience, no one would, would think to walk up to them and say, Sir, that was wiggity whack. <laughs> I hey appreciate kids, the message. You know message, who's not a real sucker MC? It's God. That's true. I liked that message, that God was not a sucker MC. Because God, uh, God's crew is legit. Too legit to quit, in fact. I went to a, a, a little uh, college in the middle of the Bible Belt, and so it was like a private college, but most of my, a lot of my friends came from like really deep, fundy backgrounds. Mm -hmm. And they showed me some horrible, horrible things they grew up with, including something called I Love Rap Music by the band <laughs> DC Talk. Oh, I'm familiar with DC Talk, sure. I yeah, didn't know well, they, they did love a whole rap, rap album. They love rap music. They is it like pop this. music about how much they love rap music, or is it rap songs about how much they a, love rap songs? It was a rap song about how much they love <laughs> rap music. The best kind. Yes. Uh, it sounds like something I would say, that Urkel would perform. It's it just, is, and it was better than this. It was. <laughs> Although I did, I did like the little sample they had of like, I, I want to say it was Martin Luther King. It probably wasn't, but it was like some preacher going, whoa, 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 ministry of Jesus Christ in the background. <laughs> yeah, they're sampling. Christ. Oh, sampling MLK on a DC Talk rap album. Feels no, no, like that was this song. This was Authority. Oh, this song. Okay, well, I'll allow it. Uh. <laughs> I like that they, they saved for their last one. They had a third rapper come in, and all of his rhymes for the first half were about how he's going to rhyme any minute now. Which was just a, <laughs> right. just a crazy thing to say, and I don't, I don't know that he ever did, but he really, he threatened to, like all of his right verses. It wasn't seat, even about God has great feet. I love hot dog meat. It's uh, just threatening to rap. Like I might <laughs> rap any minute. It could happen. Yep, See, that was almost it. Rapping happen, right? Let me go back. <laughs> Get this man his own theme song at the end of a comedy movie. <laughs> that's yeah, that's very much the vibe. It's like the grandma who's been hanging out with Chris Rock the whole movie. And finally she's like, let me hit that chronic. And then gets up and performs this song. Uh, I, I'm glad you're here, though, because I have no idea when hip hop is bad. Um, like, I thought Kanye sucked before he was a Nazi. And to this day, I still have no idea Vanilla Ice is bad. <laughs> he is. And so is this. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. I'm, I'm glad we're in agreement. Uh, this next one is by Rick Elias, and it's called Run or Hide. It was like a Steven Seagal song. I love this shit. So we've decided your challenge we will meet. Oh. Damn it. 
that's one so. of my favorite songs on this album because it's just a, it's only like the other songs hint at it. This one's exclusively about just running down Satan like a dog, just like getting in your truck, getting some boys together and fucking running him down like an escaped Texan prisoner. Like we're just gonna, just gonna whip Satan's ass. Like I, Satan is is shaking in his boots right there. Like that was like a. These are very powerful men. <laughs> We're terrifying. <laughs> it sounds like someone who like doesn't know the words of karaoke. It's just really late. Uh, it might be my least favorite song on the album. I thought it was. Uh, it sounds like montage music from Police Academy Eight Undercover Pastors, not the soundtrack. The fucking <laughs> power team. This is music for carefully taping back together a phone book. but the lyrics you gotta give them credit for those lyrics they're just like just like satan satan's not that powerful let's just get him has anybody tried just getting him tim fucking start the truck let's get him you um remember there's a dana carvey bit like way back in the 80s where he played a guy that was making up a song as he went along yes he's chopping broccoli chopping broccoli yes Look it up if you haven't heard it. It's fantastic. But the, these lyrics sound like that, like just sloppy nonsense. It sort of technically rhymes, uh, doesn't build on anything. Uh, I love the weird little fake growls, but I guess this guy was a respected mainstream Christian producer. Uh, really? Yeah. Was he, he, was, uh, was he a respected mainstream singer? Because he's not good. <laughs> yeah, he seems really, really bad. But he's, his name is all over like Christian albums for many years. I mean, uh, like that guy sounds like... Like a like a Hollywood actor's vanity project band. Yeah, that's maybe what even that worse. sounds like. Yeah, like that guy's plumber's commercial. <laughs> uh, this next one is it's finally one from the ladies. This is Cindy Cruz with "Even Now." Ooh, that's some hot shit. Little distance between us. That's a slow dance. Maybe love, I know you want to kiss me. Not quite. But we've got to fight Christian message is in there. It's so well hidden. Uh, I think it's just a love song about a guy who isn't Jesus. Like, what do you even shatter to this music other than hearts? Oh, wait. Pressurized, unused balls during a slow dance. That'll do it. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What is this? It's it opens the door to a genre we see again later on this album, which is kind of about fucking God. (laughs) Yes. Which I don't think is allowed. Like I don't think God loves you in that way. I don't think that's what that means. Yeah, it's like a tender, like penetrative love too. This isn't like edging. (laughs) This isn't like Christian lovemaking. Like like God is putting it in. Uh, We can cut that. That's that might hurt people's feelings. (laughs) No, we'll leave that. Uh, Uh, Can I ask, during what part of the ultimate demonstration by the power team does this play? (laughs) One of them's having a cigarette while he cries. (laughs) (laughs) Like, imagine blowing up a water bottle. Do they wait for this song to finish? And then they pop. I I just don't understand what feat of strength goes with that. They all take turns lifting her over their heads, like the Barbarian oh, brothers, just is... straight up over their heads, and then they pass her along to the next brother, symbolizing <laughs> what they'll do afterwards. <laughs> we, we got that. Very subtly. So I can... I, uh, go ahead. I, I need... I gotta say, up to this point, this album was much too hardcore for me. <laughs> and... This was just like a welcome break. This is what yeah. I expect Christian music to sound like. Mm-hmm. Gloopy, 90s soft rock ballad. Like that perfect period between 1987 and 1991 where it was just nothing but wimpitude. And sounds- all this like hard, all that hard rock stuff is just like it sounds like uh, like a syntax error. Like s- someone trying to like has mistranslated something somewhere. Right. 
It's even the standard Earth music. Yeah. It's it's so much sexier than than I expected. See, when I picture Christian music, I picture like you know, belting it out with a choir or something. Not mm -hmm. not as sultry as this. It sounds like like a love song from like Iron Eagle or something. Like this is yeah. this is like softcore love making about yeah, Jesus. No I mean, ideas about God. I mean, that's what, that's what that's pretty normal in the Christian music world. Okay. Well, I guess I don't boning Jesus. Like it's it's very there. I, I, oh, he's pretty Jesus hunky. Very there. He usually has his shirt off. You have to stare at him all day. Uh, I looked this lady up, Cindy Cruz. She comes from an evangelical music family, and they've put out over 25 albums. So she might be here accidentally. I think in 1990, if you put together 10 Christian songs, you just find a couple Cindy Cruz songs among them, like <laughs> Raccoons. So that's, uh, that's all my research I did on that. I was like, yep, this is a very uh, uh, ubiquitous artist that just seems like... You have to include uh, track seven, though. Steve Shannon of Idle Cure performing <laughs> Break the Chains. Losing hope and it's no surprise. Hell yeah, it's the boss fight music. <laughs> the boss stage of the Bible. Break the chains uh, of hell rules. It's, it's, it's weird how every 18th line you wind up with something that whips ass. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I think people imagine when they hear the words Christian metal. It's someone singing a Cinderella song at karaoke, but with meatloaf lyrics. I don't know. Todd, you're a music guy. Am I making sense? Yes. Okay. It absolutely does. <laughs> uh, God, 1990 was such a bad fucking year. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's perfectly shitty. I love it. It's about defeating and escaping hell through, I guess, fellowship. I guess, like, your best pals at church. It's hard to follow, but that's what I love about the genre. Like, as a metal singer, the fans and co-workers wouldn't, uh, they would have noticed you couldn't do the metal voice. Like, if this guy's like, I'd like to be a singer for the band. And they'd be like, no, you can't do it. You can't grunt or scream properly or sing. But they don't have those rules in Christian music. You can suck <laughs> shit and they'll allow it. It's almost better if you're terrible because then they suffer like unto the suffering of Christ. I, I, I hear that. I, I'm hearing this and I'm just like, man, when when does Christian grunge come along to wipe away all this Christian metal? Because it fucking sucks. <laughs> There's no way they didn't do that. There's no way there isn't like four years of Christian grunge. Isn't that what Creed was? <laughs> oh, fuck. You're right. We, we allowed that, that as, the, as the secular people maybe. were like, yeah, sure, Creed, you can you can do that. Yeah, holy shit. I mean, uh, uh, by by the late 90s, a lot of these bands were only Christian just because it was a way to get signed. Right. And and they could, like, make the jump. Or, like, some of them would, like, f play footsie with the Christian crowd, but they'd be like, well, we're not a Christian band because, mm -hmm. you know, Christian bands suck, and we don't suck. So... <laughs> what, what we believe yeah. in Christ and all of our songs are about is message. Just... <laughs> yes. In a, in a way that rocks, kids. <laughs> uh, we have another Tim Minor hit next. I'm very excited to oh. get to it. This is oh, this his cover amazing. of Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound. Let it touch me! <laughs> God! <laughs> oh no, you put some stank on it. <laughs> oh. It's God so fucking it. amazing. God damn it. Well, it's like some dude's like, I'm going to make the hardest version of Amazing Grace for a new generation of crass lovers. And then just 
never check to see if that worked. It's just fucking dog shit. He's just making those noises and nobody told him. Nobody's like, <laughs> uh, let's, let's do one without you just yelping like a dog. Can we? It's not, that's not what soul is. That's not what soul looks like. God, there was a like, there was a bit in the middle of there. They were about to. It sounded like they were about to play Radar Love. It's like dun 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 dun. dun, dun. <laughs> radar Love. I'm gonna make Radar Love as cool as Jesus the heavy metal love. cover of Amazing Grace. I think this one also had an organ solo in it, which is <laughs> which is a wonderful move for 1990. It's just glory, glory. It's I don't know. Every now and then you'll see someone come on to American Idol who's like been poisoned by their own narcissism and they'll like be, <laughs> I'm going to make a cool version of a really lame song. And that's what like this feels like to me as someone who just like has never looked at the outside world and never taken any input from anyone. He's like, dude, I'm going to just fucking I might not be cool, but I'm the guy who's going to make the coolest fucking Amazing Grace cover. And um, I don't know. It's it's hard to make fun of this song because it's just already maxed out on mockery of no itself. it is what it is yeah it, it, i've listened to it many times now and when you play it right now it was exactly as funny like it has not gotten old yeah like if i needed to make fun of this song to the guy's face i would just like turn it up sarcastically and i feel like that's <laughs> like he i don't know it. if you could sing it not sarcastically like if if someone was a big fan and came up and sang it sincerely he'd be like fuck you get the fuck out of my face i know what i did and i'm embarrassed about it shut up about it Maybe. Ugh. God, I wish. It, it's, um, it, it seems like a 13-year-old made it. It's like this is like yes. a 13-year-old's idea of cool who Absolutely. has not left the church. It's like, what if, you know, played Amazing Grace but metal? And or how about you not? Very like, first draft of it. Yeah, it's just no second take. It's also it like on one-third of Amazing Grace, and then he forgets about the rest of the song and just, like, gets really <laughs> lost in how good he is at this. Like, I'm fucking killing this right guys let's just let me just riff kind of remember radar love let's throw in some radar love uh like amazing grace is like it has lasted a good long time that's like uh, like a 150 year old song and and people still light up for it mm -hmm. like even it, you, you don't even have to be like super into the church to enjoy that song and it's sure. like how can we ruin this like how can we like they don't even use the melody <laughs> They don't even use the melody. They just like come up with their own melody. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound! It, it, well, that's it sounds better. like that's at least forty percent better. Yes, I think yeah, you should it sounds record like it, a whole version of it for the power it, team. Jeez, the fuck! <laughs> it, it is by far the highlight of this. Uh, yeah, stole the whole album. Uh, the next one is called. Uh, it's a song this by is my second someone favorite. Named Angie Allen singing a song called It's Not Worth It. I didn't take a clip from this one as a fun little joke about the title. <laughs> no, that one was my favorite. Really? Aww. For real? Well, or my second favorite, at least. <laughs> it says the words, it's not worth it, and it's not worth the pain, like, 60 times. I'm not even quite sure what she's talking about. Probably breaking handcuffs, fucking. right? Okay. No, it's, about, it's, about, it's, it's definitely about fucking. about fucking. The line is, the pleasure will never outweigh his pain. So she's saying... Fucking feels good, but you know what? Does fucking feel as good as the crucifixion of our Lord Jesus Christ felt bad? I don't think it does. Yeah, she's probably right. I don't know. Man. Sometimes. Man, I, got, I, I feel bad now because I assumed it was about drugs. Like, why? <laughs> they need to be more explicit. Be sometimes, sometimes they're too cagey with what they're actually talking about. I thought this was just about sadness. I thought this was for the part of the show where one of the power team members can't break the handcuffs and he just gives up and goes backstage to, like, get his feelings together. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I feel like there is a, a, uh, a counteractive message when you tell people that it's not worth it. Right. What's not worth it? It must be pretty uh, good for you to yeah. say that. So you're saying that the... The problem with the the positives don't outweigh the negatives is that you just admitted that they are positives. Mm -hmm. I was like, well, there are positives, huh? You usually don't admit that, so maybe I should find out for myself. It's got to be whatever fun. you're they talking. Wouldn't, they wouldn't say there are positives to drugs. It's got to <laughs> be about full-on penetration and how full-on penetration <laughs> isn't worth it because you know who got full-on penetrated? Jesus Christ, mm -hmm. our Lord, by Longinus. 
the spear of destiny. Okay. I looked up Angie Allen on my own. Uh-huh. And the first thing that came up was a review on allmusic.com, which, you know, reviews all music. And it started, Angie Allen's self-titled debut is a collection of mediocre R&B tunes with paint-by-numbers production and run-of-the-mill <laughs> Christian lyrics with a very high J count. And then explains that a J count is a Christian music term about the number of times Jesus is mentioned on an album. It's a great I name. Was, I would have gotten that just count. from the name, yeah. Well, I like love this that, person, this is, go- that this is a Christian music critic. Yes. Meaning that meaning that that industry has critics, and they <laughs> and, and they, they don't have, like something, and they they don't like something, and they would dare to call something within that genre mediocre, as if you want to break that seal and be like, <laughs> let's let's throw this word into our lexicon. Now we can refer to our music as mediocre. Well, oh well, all of it is then, or below average. Are you? Was this a good idea? Like uh, if this is a if this is mediocre, what's the bad Christian yeah, music? Seriously, <laughs> got a real high what? M count now. Uh, what's hmm. Merkin? That's <laughs> talking about you got Merkins there. too much. Yeah, I was trying to think. What's the silliest M word? Glad we and gave you that thought, time. Thank you. We'll, we'll just cut it out. When people will think what a quick wit that man has. Um, yeah, I lost where I was. Uh, my brain is completely filled with words starting with M that weren't quite silly enough to say out loud. <laughs> God gave us the power is our next one by by D-Boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That means it's bad. I Christian thought we already rap. did that one. Yeah, <laughs> we did exactly this song. I didn't bother to take a clip because I could just uh, uh, play P.I.D. again. Oh, yes. We're not really going to play P.I.D. again. Uh, the next track uh, yeah, that's right, D-Boy. We just fucking skipped you, pal. Track 11 is by Ken Tamplin. Uh, he's got to be, they got to call this guy the Jesus Dio. He's performing Take Him Back. Strikes like a lightning of <laughs> <laughs> I think he's good in the backup singer stuff. Like that was sweet. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's I like Dio so much that I liked this song. Yeah. <laughs> and it helps I that I couldn't was... understand what he was fucking saying aside from <laughs> we're the children of the light coming at you crashing through the night. I, that was like that's some Dio shit. Okay, so I'm on board. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I would have not clocked that immediately as a Christian song, which is exactly. the highest compliment I can give any exactly. of these songs. You sound like you don't care about God at all. It's the nicest thing you can say to a Christian artist. Uh, <laughs> I would have heard it and said this is a really shitty Dio song, which means it's pretty good. <laughs> right. Uh, this guy, I looked him up. He is Sammy Hagar's cousin. And he had <laughs> a decent... Yes, he had a decent... <laughs> Sammy has a failure of a cousin. <laughs> I don't think he was a failure, though. He had a pretty decent music career with three Christian bands. And he went on to be a successful vocal coach. He also shreds on the guitar. Like, I found a clip of him just fucking an electric guitar up. I think his talents were completely wasted on this god crap. Like, I think this guy could have made it. Uh, but uh, whatever. I'm sure he did fine as a Christian musician, I think. Uh, oh, just oh, fucking man. Oh, man. teaming up with Daryl Loggins. <laughs> god damn. Uh, I, I just looked up. I just looked him up on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. And there's an amazing quote from his uh, famous cousin, Hagar. Hagar says... I've only met him once, but you know he sends me his. But you know he sends me his records and all that stuff. End of quote. Oh, that's amazing! Went oh. into the public space and said, "I do not know my cousin. I don't know him, but he keeps sending me his he does, records. Yes, he does pester me, though. Oh God, damn it! Oh, I need to go take a walk. Jesus Christ." Yeah, I did. He did not elaborate at all, and someone felt felt fit 
to put that on his Wikipedia page, and there is only one person who is editing Ken Tamplin's Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah, that's true. yeah, that's absolutely true. true. God, yeah, we all oh, need this, this like get together. Let's just get together on motions after dealing with this. Oh. Okay, okay, I'm back. Okay. <laughs> oh, just man. brutal. I I'm love so that that song that. started out and we were like, this kind of whips ass, and then the sadness of his life overshadowed <laughs> it completely. Yeah, I don't know that guy. It says, famous cousin, Sammy Hagar. Uh, Amazing. So track 13 uh, is another Steve Shannon of Idol Cure song. Uh, I might have skipped one. I skipped track 12. I don't remember why. Um, oh, it was a Rick Elias song, uh, which was like a ghost whining uh, but like less <laughs> musical than that. I, I fucking hated it. So I'm like, we're not going to listen to that one. But uh, track 13 was kind of sweet. This is another Steve Shannon of Idol Cure song. Uh, I don't know who Idol Cure is, but uh, Steve Shannon was part of them. It's called Power to Win, and it is way better than the last Steve Shannon of Idol Cure song. Finally, another song about power. It's been yes. three songs since we had a song about power. Iron Eagle 7, credits Sounds like he's singing with like a dog collar that just goes up sometimes. Did you leave in all 800 words of this 20 minute chorus? <laughs> I don't think so. No bullshit, this rules. I love it. I love that one. Yeah, See what I mean? Like was... every 18 lines, they get one line. I'm stronger than all of the demons in hell, which is just the raddest fucking thing anybody's ever said. <laughs> it's kind of and a they poor man's St. Elmo's Fire. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, St. Elmo's okay. Fire is a... I mean, see, no, that's a great song. Yeah. And so was that, obviously. Like being a poor man's Dio. Hopefully, let's find out how sad your life is. <laughs> I've never heard of my cousin, the Christian one. <laughs> he sends me these records. We shoot them on my estate, my shooting estate. Uh, I don't know. Power to Win, if, if you had this blasting, I would fucking headbutt through a block of ice proudly and dedicate it to Christ. Yeah, you can like, tell which ones they do feats to. Which ones are for feats yeah. and which ones are for <laughs> recovering for from <laughs> busting your head open on a block of ice <laughs> to, to work drugs. Definitely, there's a couple of herniated disc songs on there. A couple of prolapsed anuses. I love, just in general, the whole theme of this album is is like flexing on demons, but not not metaphorically. <laughs> like, they got huge for Christ, and then every single one of them was like, all right, I'm huge enough to choke out Satan. Where is he? Let's go. I did it. Like, that's what all this was for. <laughs> I mean, like, presumably this means that they are literally going to wrestle Satan because, I mean, what it's a very mean? literal metaphor. Yeah. yeah. They are that jacked for a reason, right? Yeah, somebody told oh, them they have to wrestle up. with their demons, and they were like, I'm going to fucking kick those demons' ass. Yeah, I don't understand what it would be a metaphor other than, like, traveling to hell itself and fighting the demons uh or the sky rips open and they fall here and then they fight them here i don't know uh but i'm on board like i say this is fucking i'll awesome. play that game either way yeah Dude, about the bodybuilder just ripping demons ass i would like it to be sort of fmv like digitized from actual photos like pit fighter i feel yeah. like that's the best way to handle a game like that that's the best way to handle bulk in video games, you really get yeah. the sense and that and all that grain of like, yeah, that's that that veiny bulk I need. Right. You want two frames of punch. You want one arm straight up and then one arm straight out, so it kind of looks like just a big hammer fist. And one kneeling to the power of Christ. Right. Yeah. Get get the bodybuilder to duck. Take a picture of that. That's his duck. God, this is gonna be a good game. Let's do it. <laughs> 
I think I'm avoiding talking about the last song because it's another liaison song, uh, which sounds like something Richard Marks would wipe his ass to. It just fucking sucks. Uh, I didn't even take clip. It's a great one to end the album, though. You have to admit, like, that's how you tell everybody, okay, the good time's over. We need to get this auditorium ready for for the amazing Randy, who's gonna who's got a show at eight. Let's go. Let's get moving. What did they? Where did they perform? Uh, like, was this like a school thing? They would do school stuff, but they didn't talk about God at their school. I, I told the story last podcast. We talked about them. They came to my school and told everyone not to do drugs, and they did a feat where they put two girls on a bench and lifted them, and the, so they sent one power team into the crowd to find. Uh, two girls and he brought them back and the other guy said no 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 I'm gonna go find two girls so he found two girls made the first two sit on the side of the stage while he lifted the second pair and then uh, sent them all back to their seats and we even as 12 year olds figured out oh that first guy got girls that the second guy didn't think were hot enough so he went out to find the hottest children and we saw that happen to to lift lift them. them and we watched that drama play out before our eyes and those two girls had to live with that, that they were not hot enough to be lifted by <laughs> be the li- power team for the rest of their lives. To be lifted up by Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ doesn't, he, he doesn't lift sevens. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I feel like this discussion here, uh, a, uh, a repeat of a previous story on the podcast is the perfect way to discuss this liaison song because it is a garbage song that no one should ever talk about. Um, in fact... We're going to go out on power to win again. Well, let's. We better <laughs> cut the podcast right when he says I'm stronger than all the demons in hell. That's the last thing you I got to say to anybody. We're going to go out on every single crack. Ah, it's too powerful. Yeah. There's too much power. Happy fucking birthday, I'm Jesus! Than all the demons in hell. I'm stronger than I'm all the demons in hell. You. I'm stronger than all the demons in hell. Einstein, who did Frankfurt? Every child can be supreme. Now let's meet a few of our precious tots. Three Finger Louie, Aaron Croston, Adrian H, Aiden Muet. Get well soon, we're all rooting for you. No Alpha Scientist Java, we do not hold the week here. On Andy, Andreas Larson, Badger, Transformers aren't food. No, especially not if you're a Transformer. That's fucked up. Benjamin Cyronin. Ben Talzer. Brandon Garlock. Brian Saylor. You need to poke air holes in the Play-Doh mask or this game of Mummy gets way too real. Brienne Whitney. Brockway loves the meat milling. Yes, he does. Burrito Mouth. Cyril, don't touch that. Never touch that. I don't even understand how you're touching that. Rev. Chance McDermott. Chris Brower. Curious Glare. Dan B. The artist formerly known as Devin, sweetie. Knives are for grown-ups and revenge only. Dean Costello. Donald Finney. Dr. Awkward. Eric Spalding. Fancy Shark. Jellaho. Now, see, Greg Cunningham needs those knives for revenge, and now he doesn't have them. Do you see why we saved the knives? Hambone. Araka. Hot Fart. Very funny. Jaber Al Aiden. James Boyd. Jeff Araski. Fire is not your friend. If anything, it's more of a lover. Jeremy Neal. John Dean. John Hector McFarlane, John McCammon, Josh Fabian, 
Joshua Graves, I don't care how many rats you tied together, you cannot ride them like a magic carpet. Josh S. Ken Paisley. K&M. M. Jahi Chappelle. Matt Riley. Max Baroy, I know you mean well, but what you're doing is called Compromat. Michael Lair. Michael Wells. Mickey Lohman. Mike Stiles. Moju. ND, a smaller child is not a pet, no matter how much they purr. Neil Bailey. Neil Schaefer. Nick Ralston. Ozzy Olman. Patrick Herbst. The Amazing Rain, get your fingers out of there. The Bible strictly forbids it. It's very clear. Rhiannon. Sarkovsky. Sean Chase, don't. Actually, fuck yeah, I think you can make that jump. Let's see it. Spotty Reception. Supernaut. Ted H. Thomas Cavazos, I don't think you can make that jump. But I want nothing more in this world than to be wrong. Let's fucking see it. Timmy Leahy. Toasty God. Tom Sekula. Tommy G. Waylon Russell. Yosarian. Armando Nava. You're, you're actually doing great. Gold Star. Don't... Don't attack the other children with the gold star.